The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome to Positive Talk Radio for a Monday morning, everybody. I hope that you're doing well. It's a great day in the Northwest. But, uh, Benny, it's going to be hot, 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 hot. Yeah, pretty much everywhere you look. And, uh, yeah, I think we got to cool some ourselves down somehow. <laughs> I mean, everywhere you look, right? And it's... I don't know if I can cool enough your goatee down there that keeps popping in there. That looks pretty amazing. I don't know. I tried to get rid of it. But, well, uh, I don't know if you can. I, it's just so exciting for me to see as well. So. so a couple of things, because it's hot outside, and this is a public service announcement, a couple uh -huh. of things. First of all, do not, do not, I repeat, do not leave an animal in a car. Correct. Um, if, and also make sure that you remember that you have your children in the back seat. Um, sometimes I know we get busy and we get moving about, but uh, make sure that, and also make sure your dog and your cat and your kids and everybody has got lots of liquids yeah. to, to uh, keep themselves hydrated and stuff. Cause it's going to be in the nineties all week. And uh, as many of you don't have air conditioning, yeah. which I don't, uh, Benny, do you have air conditioning? Uh, I don't uh, either, but I have a pretty small house, and um, I usually at my girlfriend's too. She, she has uh, central heating and air, so we're good there. Um, but it's all good. I mean, just kind of take it easy. Don't go, you know, stressing yourselves out as far as like activate, you know, the your temperature, your body temperatures, you know, like that. But I want to double back with the animal thing real fast. Like, be very aware of you know your little little you know furry friends, um, and if you see an animal, like try to reach out. You know, as far as like. Contact the owner if they're close by or whatever. I hate to see it. You want to do something so um, effectively uh, and worse to save them, you know, exactly like, you know, parking lots and stuff like that. People are like, oh, I'll just be in for like five minutes. It's like it's a big deal. I don't think they should be out in the cars anyways. So try to find other ways of, you know, getting errands done and stuff like that. That's just me. Uh, no, I agree. I agree 100. So. Um, it's it's vital that, mm -hmm. uh, and if you do see a car, or a animal in a car, um, and it's alone, uh, hang out and see if you can find the owner and uh, yeah. let them know that's that's really not appropriate mm -hmm. that somebody could get really hurt. Right. Or yeah, or an um, security personnel or an officer, and just see if yeah. there's something else they can do too. Exactly. Right. By the way, we have a heck of a show for you today. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm going to introduce two people. First of all, I'm going to introduce um, Deanne Lenson. She is, you know, I was thinking to myself as I was reading both you and Mark's bio that we could spend the entire show talking about your bios because uh, you are extensive in everything that you do, but primarily you are um, 
She is a spa management and um, she coaches spa management and spa staff. And she does all kinds of really cool stuff in that way. She's an award winner and she's right here and she's also a coach. And we're going to talk about that with her and hopefully um, we can get rid of the uh, uh, glitches in the in the system and we can get Mark here too. Uh, but uh, Leanne or Deanne, welcome to the show. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm warm enough, actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Interesting, in the, in the Northwest, we, we, in the past, we haven't had a lot of hot, hot weather, so most homes don't have central air. We have a couple of, of air conditioners, though, one upstairs and one downstairs, and I have a basement, which is fully finished and 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 awesome so yeah i'm okay but yeah probably much right. cooler down there for sure yeah yeah we need to be careful these days and drink lots of water yes indeed and i'm sitting in my little studio which doesn't have any air and doesn't have any windows and it's because it's all dark and stuff so i would be a little sweat ball by the end of my day today but that's okay i have a song and i enjoy that kind of thing but <laughs> um benny is a mark available to come on i'm trying him he's actually switching to another device let's see if we can bring in that uh right now too so there he is yes i'm He's connecting with audio right now, so okay. There so, we go. We're getting to it. Nope. Just, okay. I'll, I'll let you and Mark figure out the audio piece, and and Deanne and I will talk about. Uh, first of all, I would like you to introduce Mark because you introduced him to me. He's a he's a terrific guy and a really cool uh, coach as well. He's uh, been he's been in Hollywood. He's uh, uh, direct. Well, you. Deanne, explain to me exactly who this guy is. Well, that is a a, a big ask, actually, because Mark, <laughs> Fournier, Mark Fournier is truly one of the most balanced and multi, multifaceted coaches I've ever met, and I've met a few. Um, he is a, a multiple Emmy Award winner. He's won all kinds of Crystal Film Awards, mostly for creating films to help change the world he is oh well he, he is a, an amazing ph philanthropist but you know mark coaches with so many different methods you know the the, the coactive coaching the cognitive behavioral therapy uh, nlp neuroscience he really has it all together he has a heart the size of manhattan which is Oh, I, I'll say Chicago because that's kind of where oh. he's from. But um, yeah, he's he's amazing, and you'll find that I, I've done radio show with him called Question Mark, where people just come on and they throw questions at the, at him, and they can't stump him because he has uh, he has an answer for everything, and it makes such a difference. And I see that he's traveling and he's trying to make this work and to to be with us, and he had some hiccups. But Mark Fournier, so so glad that you could join us. Well, hopefully I am joining you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Woo. Yes, we're, we're all good. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> thanks to your great tech team. <laughs> Mark, I've got to ask you, because so few people have the opportunity to win an Emmy. Uh, what's it like to go down the red carpet? I've always wanted to know. Oh, well, I will. I'll tell you what, my red carpet was a lot narrower. So Emmy Awards, there, there are, uh, there's the big Emmys that you get to see 
uh, televised, live, and all of the excitement. And then there are, there are so many Emmy categories that they can't put them all on uh, at the same time. They don't get to shoot them all live. So they have additional events. And, uh, and those are still very exciting. And there's still lots and lots of celebrities there. And, you know, that part's fun. But, but it's not at the scale uh, where, um, where they're standing there trying to figure out who the designer was of your underwear. So... <laughs> Now, now, did you have a speech prepared, or did you think that you were going to win? Um, uh, I did not have a speech prepared, but I, I'm better when I'm just improvising like right now. I mean, hey, I didn't practice that under, underwear line. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, but it's so true um, that everybody wants to know what the, what the stars are wearing because for some reason we all seem to think that they are a uh, different breed of cat, a different person, a different, a better person than us, and I, I – for one, I have to tell you, I've met a few, and they're just people. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just people. I will tell you uh, indefatigably. <laughs> uh, if anything, they may be a little more insecure than the average person and have a little greater need for the accolades and the support. And uh, there's a reason why they get up in front of the, the crowds and the audience and the, uh, uh, in front of the camera. They're looking for, in many cases, someone to tell them that they're okay, just like all the rest of us. They just need a larger audience to say it. And that makes life a little bit more challenging for them because they get used to having lots of people tell them that they're okay. And if the accolades start stop coming in, uh, you know, there, there could be a, a little bit of a backlash there. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because they are, because that is such a hard field to make a living at that it, and they, the rejection rate is so high. I can understand why they, are a little insecure because they go on lots of auditions and they don't get a lot of parts and, and it's about the money and it's about feeding their family and all that kind of good stuff. But, Oh, you know, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, was, go ahead. Finn. I was just going to say, and of course for every star, there are 10,000 working actors and performers who uh, nobody will ever know. They'll never remember their name. They're, they, I mean, just all of the, the, the bit parts and the extras. And, and there are actors who you've seen in, in the dozens of movies, and you have no idea what that actor's name is. But you recognize them the minute you see them, but have no idea who they are. So that makes up most of the industry. And then, of course, all the behind the scenes. The next time you watch a, uh, especially like a Marvel uh, feature film, uh, or any animated feature, sit and watch the credits. And I dare you to count the number of people who are behind the scenes who made that possible. You will see literally thousands of names and only maybe five or 10 actual actors whose name you recognize. You know what's fascinating? I, I can speak to this because I have an award-winning actor in my family, my daughter, and... Um, she is so creative and she just loves really sinking into the parts. And, and, and I have a son-in-law who's a gold record holder and he is so creative and he loves just telling a story with his music. So there's that side to the performing arts as well, which is really powerful. 
Well, and you you are not going to sit there and not talk about yourself. You talk about your relatives, but you are a published author. You've written a bunch of books. You are very accomplished in your own right and should be very proud of who you are. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. And, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of the the relationships and the and the creativity of all three of my my children and that that is if that's my legacy then i'm good to go i'm good to go you know i am so excited when you started talking about actors and 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 designer underwear which i don't own any um it's so funny because i'm totally not i really don't care a lot about design names i i don't know you know whatever but um we're we're going to talk a little bit, I think, about attachment and letting go and deciding what we need to let go of today. Because whether it's we're attached to to having designer clothes or what what you know, I think that that's so powerful. Is that okay today? That that is a hell of a segue. Good job. You should be a podcast host or a radio host because that's that's exactly what I want to talk about. Because. Uh, um, I think I think a lot of us have got a problem that we don't understand what actually serves us and what doesn't serve us. And we can't we find it difficult to figure out what to keep, what not to keep, how to make positive change so that we can live our lives as effectively as possible and that we can we can have uh, the most excellent life possible. And most of us don't know how to do that. But you two do. And so we're going to talk about that today. I love it. Well, I'll, I'll go first. And and, you know, and, and then I, I know that Mark has so much to share, but let's just set the stage with some discussions about recognizing where we want to be in our world. And we talked a little bit about this last time, the clarity tool of where do I want to be? What does that look like? How will I feel when, I'm get, when I get there? And what capabilities do I need to learn or to to do to get there. But let's talk about what we need to let go of because there's a lot of shame often. And I know shame, you know, uh, uh, Renee, Renee Brown would, would say that shame is at a pandemic level. There's so much, sometimes there's a lot of shame in saying, well, I need to let go of having wine every night or I need to let go of um, hoarding magazines or, you know, 10 years of clothes that I have never touched or whatever it is, you know, we need to think about what, what is past its sell-by date and what patterns do we need to recognize and let go of? And I'm hoping that, that we can get some help here with that. I think that would be awesome because we all have, oh, skeletons in our closet, shall we say, or little secrets that we have that we know that don't serve us or we're trying to convince ourselves that they serve us. And uh, we don't understand, or really, we don't have a way to get rid of some of these things. And right. Mark, Mark, how do you advocate that, that somebody, first of all, identify what serves us and what doesn't serve us? Oh, wow, what a great question. Uh, let's start with this, uh, because we were talking about the our attachments and the things that we uh, and, and think of it this way, an attachment is nothing more than when we allow ourselves to believe the thought, I need this. And once we believe the thought that I need this, then a, a, our survival mechanism kicks in. 
then the cortisol pump starts to pump out. We can trigger the amygdala and all of a sudden you go into fight or flight. I mean, because the truth is, look at Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. You don't need this. What do you need? Food, shelter, water, oxygen. We have everything we need. But the moment we believe that we need these other things, whether it's recognition, whether it's the, the bigger house, the more, you know, more garage space, uh, and so on, then uh, uh, we start to um, look at it in a manner that causes us pain and suffering. And so, so beginning with what serves us, what doesn't serve us is, is believing the thought that I need this. If you can just, just separate the two, no, I don't need this. I'm fine. Life is good. 99.9% uh, .9 of the planet would give anything to have what I have, to have my life and my health and my lifestyle and so on. Uh, we have no idea how few people even have, have automobiles, the things we take for granted. But so once you can say, I don't need any of this, I have everything I need, then you can look at it and go, but I'd like that. It'd be nice to have. And that's okay because that's not going to trigger the angst and the anxiety. It's not going to trigger our ego and all the things that go with that. And so you can, uh, I, I call it passionate detachment. And it is powerful to be able to go through life living passionately, saying, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do that and that and that, and I'm so excited about it. And then to be able to let go once you've made the effort required. And I'll say one last thing and then let you volley. But uh, it's like being a baseball player. You walk up to that plate, and I basically say, swing as hard as you can at that ball, just in case you hit the darn thing. It might actually go out of the park. Swing as hard as you can. That's passion. But once you've hit the ball, this is where we usually make our mistake, is we stand there on home plate trying to convince that ball to land somewhere else. You know, go deep, go deep. No, stay in, stay in, right? Right. To, no one will catch the ball. Once it's left your bat, you're done. Now you've got another job. What's that? That's the turn toward first base, right? And run your ass off. Yeah. The trap. Yeah. Once you get to first base, that one's done. Now you decide whether you go to the next and so on. And so if you could live your life incrementally, passionately reaching out for that one thing, but the moment it leaves your back, knowing how to let go, say land wherever it lands. I played full out today. You're talking about living in the now. Well, living in the moment is, is certainly the, well, now is all we have. Uh, you can, you can spend your time focusing on a past that doesn't exist or, uh, or, you know, and I don't say that, you know, certainly you want to think about the future, but you don't want to live there. It doesn't exist yet, but yeah, being in the now is, is powerful and, um, and, and bringing it full circle to your question about, um, uh, about whether or not it serves you. It's, um, you simply ask the question, does this improve my life or the lives of others? And if the answer is yes, then it probably serves you. If it's no, then you get to step back and say, and now the next question is, do I really need this? If it doesn't serve my life or the lives of others, do I need this? Do I need that glass of wine every night? If it's not serving me, if the doctor says, you know, not that you shouldn't be drinking for whatever reason it might be, but you can do that with anything. So that, and that's also um, how you can tell that you're attached to something. If you are upset about anything, chances are you're, you're attached. If you're lying about something, Chances are you're attached to an outcome that you believe you need something. Otherwise, you wouldn't probably lie and you probably wouldn't get upset about it. 
And how can we how can we convince ourselves that we don't need anything when we've been told our whole lives you need to have this you've got to have this you, you the status is that you've got to be you've got to make money you've got to have the house you've got to be bigger than the neighbors you've got to do all this stuff how do you how do you let all that go at the, and it seems to me like that would be really helpful if you could but a lot of it is so ingrained in us uh from childhood on that thank you and that is so true i mean patterns you know we we want it we want to look at what patterns in our lives are serving us and what patterns don't serve us and we need to remember that patterns are important nature is a, is is a pattern until man interrupts it. It, it, it and it works really well until man interrupts it but patterns are important but you know to to determine what to let go we need to determine what the outcome is that we really want and we're, you know and it's not someday I'll someday I'll be happy when I have this and when I have that when we base our self esteem based on comparing ourselves to others that's when we get attached to material things that don't serve us and the contrast of that is i can't reach it from here but is a gratitude journal which which every single day and it's really even best if you work with someone else so that you have you can you don't get stuck and start writing the same thing every day but a gratitude journal every single day i write down three things that i'm grateful for so not comparing myself to other people and what they have the only thing that matters is that, that I'm better than I used to be and what am I grateful for right here right now wow it just starts to minimize the need for the things that are not important mark how come gratitude is such an important piece oh my gosh i love it thanks for asking me uh, what a People, in fact, ask me what my favorite holiday is. And, uh, of course, it's an American holiday, but uh, it's Thanksgiving because those are the two words that will give you the secret to a, a beautiful life. Thanks, which is gratitude, and giving, which is contribution. If you can live your life in a state of gratitude and contribution, it's almost impossible not to uh, live and die without saying, I had a wonderful life. Uh, and so gratitude, it's... Um, see, it doesn't matter what we have, what we have in life. All that matters is what we appreciate. And so without gratitude, what's the point of it? If you don't appreciate it, and that's the thing about human nature is we adjust very quickly to the things that we have, both up and down. And so you think that that new car, that new house, or that new almost anything you can imagine making your life better, yeah, until you get used to it. And then we take it for granted because that is our nature. And uh, when's the last time you said you woke up in the morning, noticed that you hadn't floated to the ceiling and said, oh, thank you for gravity. Thank you. That comes in really handy when I like going to the bathroom. Thank God for gravity. You well, know, the athletes get to really work on that. <laughs> there I go now. Here I've gone from underwear jokes to toilet jokes. Yeah, I've, that's a um, visual that I don't think any of us want to follow. From one of so great, yeah. So if you don't appreciate it, then you don't benefit from it. And and so in fact, uh, where Deanne was talking about um, her three uh, writing down three things she's grateful for every day, um, I do a thing with my coaching clients where um, they're asked as soon as we get on the call. So where are you? Scale of one to ten. How are you doing today? And and normally, how are you doing? It's just a greeting. We don't really ask it like we we're expecting a. a an answer 
Uh, and they're like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And they could both be, you know, third stage, stage three cancer, but they'll say, oh, I'm fine and walk away. Um, so I say, I don't mean it as a, as a, a greeting. I want to know, how are you? Give me a number. And if they don't tell me they've created a 10, then I say, all right, we'll keep working on it. Because why would we settle for anything but a 10 if we could take control of our mindset? And the number one way of, of creating a better life and getting to that 10 is gratitude. So uh, before my feet hit the ground every morning, I wake up, my eyes are still closed. And the first thing I do is go down the list of everything in my life I appreciate everything I love about my life and all the things that I have to be grateful for, man, that'll get to a 10 all by itself. So it's um, what could be more powerful or more valuable in regard to our happiness and, and other uh, areas of joy than, than gratitude. It's just the other side of the, you know, it's the flip side of the happiness coin. And I know exactly what you're saying. Cause I had a friend that I would say, how are you doing? And he would not answer. Because his assumption is that it's a uh, fluff question and nobody really wants to get the answer to that question. I did. I always wanted, if I say, how are you doing? I mean, how are you doing? Are you okay? Is life treating you okay? Can I help you with anything? Uh, but he wouldn't answer me because he thought it was all just a bunch of fluff. Um, so if somebody says, how are you doing? Reflect on it and tell them the truth for heaven's sakes. You might be surprised at what you get. Is that okay to say, uh, Dan? Uh, it's absolutely, it's very cool actually. Uh, you know, and, and it, it helps us to check in because a lot of how we're doing as, as, as Mark just mentioned is our perception of how things are, you know, it, it, it it's 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 so it's so easy to to feel good. Well, for instance, I could have been really stressed out getting ready this morning. Um, my t I, I had some phone calls come in from Nova Scotia, which are four hours earlier, and some cons spa consulting things that happened, and some coaching. And I was getting ready, and I had a choice. I could think about everything that I was worried about while I was trying to do my hair, or I could think rollers eyebrow uh, I got ready in half the time that I normally would if I had been self-talking things that I have no control over it just it 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 speeds me up and it makes me be present and be happy and ah, it's all good yeah and when you got hair like I do it doesn't take long at all to do it so you know it, it's like momentarily right Exactly. Exactly. Listen, you two, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back from this break, I firmly believe that everyone needs a coach. And I want you two to tell me um, what people should be looking for in a coach, the connection that they have with that individual, and, and what type of coach for whichever problem that you're talking about. Can we do that? That'd be wonderful. Awesome. So... You're listening to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW 1150 AM. By the way, if you want to talk to either of these outstanding coaches, I would recommend that you give us a call. And you could do that by give, by calling 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. If you are feeling down, if you're feeling in trouble, 
these folks can help you um, perhaps see your way through it. And to, and to have a little bit of more gratitude in your life. So, uh, by the way, we are talking with Mark Fournier and the Ann Jensen, or Lenson. I keep saying that. My goodness gracious. Lenson. And we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay with us. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code Positive Talk Radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com. Back to Positive Talk Radio. It is Monday morning. It's going to be hot all week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your pets. Take care of your kids. And make sure everybody gets enough water. And we will be just fine. It's not going to be that hot. It's not going to be 100. It's just going to be in the 90s. We are gifted today because we've got uh, Deanne Lenson and Mark Fournier. And they are extraordinary coaches. You know, and I get, guys, I get people telling, asking me, you know, you've got an advertiser that is a coach and you play an advertiser and then you have coaches on. And my standard answer, you tell me if I'm right or not. My standard answer is there are about to be, they tell me within the next month or two, 8 billion people on the planet. And that means that there's enough for everybody. And I've always believed that there's enough. Do you, Mark, do you subscribe to that theory that there aren't enough coaches and enough people that are willing to take care of their, or utilize their services and that there's enough for everybody? Well, yes, absolutely. Of course, it also depends on your definition of a coach and different kinds of coaches and they come in many shapes and sizes and so on. And, uh, uh, you know, in some cases, a coach is just somebody who uh, uh, takes the time to just be there for you and to be present. Um, It's probably more uh, the, well, let's just start with this. I mean, if a coach, let's say a coach has 10 clients, then then in theory, you would need uh, 800 million coaches when we get 8 billion. 
<laughs> and so, uh, by again, by definition of a coach, uh, there are certainly not that many trained, qualified uh, be, uh, um, cognitive behavioral therapists and so on. Um, but uh, a lot of folks ha have much larger uh, coaching clientele. Mine is more of an upscale client, so I never coach more than 10 people at a time. Um, but um, it, it depends on what the client's looking for in, in terms of what kind of a coach they need or want. And, uh, and so um, it's a kind of a tricky question just uh, in lieu of the fact that, that um, not everyone is quality, is trained uh, as a coach. And so there's always going to be uh, a, a demand for coaching and for quali qualified uh, coaches. I believe that the demand is always going to be there. My favorite example of that is I have a good friend of mine who is a financial analyst, financial planner, and he only works with people who've got a portfolio of a million plus. Uh, so he's got so he's got chops. He knows what he's doing. He's one of the tops in his business. He makes five a minimum five or six figure salary. He's got a financial coach. I asked him, "You make a quarter million dollars a year. Why do you need a financial coach?" And he said, "Because they can't see everything." I can't see what's what's outside of myself. And so I need somebody who can look outside of me and can tell me what I'm missing. And that's and he says that coach has added a lot to my business because I'm able to do more because I can see better than if I'm just looking in the mirror at myself. Uh, Deanne, is that is that is that fair? Is that right? Oh my gosh. We can't see the forest for the trees. A coach a coach hovers at ten thousand feet and sees not only the surface of the water, but the current underneath. And, and we can identify, you know, you know knowing, first we have to de determine, you know, how do you expect to be happy if you're not willing to let go of the things that are making you sad? Where do you want to be? What does that look like? And then to start to break it down. And, and you know, discovering the, the early programming um, wow, I've had a coach that really helped me with that. What early programming did I not recognize that was holding me back, keeping me from, from building and growing and growing and building, and then all of a sudden just not showing up the same way, and then I was back to my comfort zone because my comfort zone was, was lower, and I, my skill level and my, and my enthusiasm, et cetera, was high, but I needed a coach to show me what I was doing that, wow, why, why do you keep, keep growing your business, growing your coaching business, and then going backwards? Why do you keep doing that? And then I recognized the, ch the childhood programming through coaching that showed me that when I was young, I had the programming from where I grew up that I was not the wrong religion and the wrong race, <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't good enough. So I kept that, that not good enough kept showing up for me, you know, who's driving your bus? Is it your adult or is it your child? And um, coaching really helped me to recognize that. And I love helping uh, other people recognize that too, because we can see the forest through the trees. It's very helpful if, if you have somebody that can, that can do that. Mark, why do most of us not believe that we're good enough? Oh my gosh, what an awesome question. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a great question. You should do this for a living. You're, you're, you're quite, 
asking questions. <laughs> one, of these days, one of these days. <laughs> um, it's real simple. I, I call it, um, uh, I'm okay. And it's because when we are children, um, uh, to, to raise a child, you have three jobs, really. It's to keep your child safe, to teach your child how to survive on their own at some point in their life, and to love them unconditionally. Keeping them safe is number one, right off the bat, because if they are, you know, if they get hit by a car, then you won't have a chance to love them unconditionally, much less uh, for the rest of their life, much less uh, teach them how to survive on their own. And so we do whatever it takes to keep our kids safe, to keep them from playing in the street, to keep them from uh, uh, running with knives and scissors and from, you know, trimming their little sister's eyelashes with, with, you know, with certain scissors. Did you grow up in my house? <laughs> Who says I grew up? <laughs> I'm working on that still. Um, but yeah, so the bottom line is the way we teach our children to stay safe is we tell them what's okay and what's not okay. And that's okay. That's not okay. That's good. Good boy. Good girl. Bad boy. Bad girl. And we are pretty firm about it because we can't risk them just wandering off and doing something that uh, could endanger them uh, or, 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 or others. And so um, at a very early age, we as children find out that being told you're okay, good boy, good girl, you're okay. Uh, that's okay. That's not okay. Being told you're okay feels really good, but being told you're not okay, bad boy, don't do that. We get punished. We, uh, and that feels horrible. And it's uh, so it's very dogmatic. But at the bottom, the bottom line is, um, uh, it's a two-part process. Part one is we learn that being okay is really good, and not being okay is really bad. Number two, why is it that once we turn three or four years old, they don't say, okay, you're old enough. You can decide what's safe and what's not now. You can decide if it's okay to play in the street or, uh, you know, any number of, uh, to jump out of three, third story windows. You get to make those decisions because we don't do it because kids are idiots. <laughs> I know. Cause I was one of them. In fact, that was my, I think my mother said, what were you thinking more often than, to me than probably anyone's ever said to anyone. Um, and so second thing that takes place is we're told, yeah, it's important for you to be okay. And it's not up, but it's not up to you to decide. It's up to mom and dad. It's up to grandma and grandpa, the babysitter. It's up to everyone but you. And this speaks very highly to what Deanne teaches. Uh, it, it is up to, to everyone else to tell you whether or not you're okay, whether or not you're good enough. And unfortunately, that's the exact opposite of how we really need to be in our lives. Because once we grow up as adults, we spend our entire lives, by the way, trying to prove to the rest of the world that we're okay. Why? So they'll tell us that we're okay. So they will give us, I call it the A words, accolades, appreciation, approval, acceptance. There's all these words that start with an A. And we're desperately waiting for the world to feed us those A's so that we'll feel okay. And unfortunately, even if they tell us that we're okay, we end up finding out that, yeah, but if they really knew me, they probably wouldn't say that. Or what if they change their mind tomorrow? Or what if the other uh, uh, 7.9999 billion people on the planet don't agree with them? Uh, and so it's precarious. At best, it's a temporary thing. And so in the end, 
the only option we have is to step back and say, I'm okay. But it's got to be followed by, I'm not perfect. No one is, and that's okay. I'm doing the best I can under the circumstances, and that's enough. And so you've got to be able to do that knowing that you're not, you don't need to be perfect to be okay, because that's a bar you'll never be able to reach. And then, Deanne, I'd love to have you jump in on how you are teaching people about what they say when they look in the mirror and why it is that they, uh, they, they don't feel that they're good enough. What is it that they're doing to themselves? I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, my son-in-law, Dan Mangan, wrote about me that I dissected the cosmetic industry with its own fine-tooth comb and created empowering programs for women when they're using their, their skincare. Because I've said to 200 women, how many of you looked in the mirror this morning with a naked face and a naked body and told yourself how great you are and noticed everything that's great about you? And one 20-year-old raises her hand. <laughs> so it, it's true. I mean, you know, we talk to ourselves worse than we would talk to anyone in our lives because we wouldn't get away with it. But we were programmable as a child, but we are still programmable. What you are telling yourself about yourself has more impact on you than somebody else telling you that you're, that you're, you know, have some wrinkles or, you know, your belly doesn't look great or whatever it is. It, it, it's so powerful. You are programming yourself. And I teach, it should be called Skin C-A-R-E, Cosmetics Applied Respectfully Enhanced, not skin slap it on your face telling yourself how ugly you are and tapping affirmations into your skin as you tap in your skincare. Was that what you were looking for, Mark? <laughs> uh, yes. I, it, you know, it's funny. Of course, I knew you would, uh, you would respond with the brilliant uh, uh, answer to that, and I didn't mean to uh, hijack your your uh, your, your show <laughs> and start asking the questions. Ken. <laughs> if you can come up with better questions, you go for it, dude. No, it's 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 perfect, it's perfectly fine. But I did want to interject here, though, that why you know I now that I'm a little bit more seasoned, I've come to understand that. Whether you want to admit it or not, almost every family that I have ever come in contact with has some form of dysfunctionality. And in my family, my, our dysfunction was, if you took my older sister, my middle brother, and me being the youngest, we sat, we did, we sat around one time and said, and we compared notes about our growing up years, you would have thought we lived in three different houses. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm because our stories were so completely different about our experience of, of what life was like. As an example, my mother who had a thing about, uh, she, would not, she didn't like to give out compliments because she didn't want to give you a big head um, and, to, and to have your ego grow. So consequently, she always followed a compliment with a butt but you didn't do this well enough or you didn't do this well enough and, and stuff like that. And, and I think that happens to a lot of us and that, and that it took years and, and some of us are still going through it, but it takes years to get over that kind of stuff because in your head now, in my head still to this day is this, well, I'm a great interviewer, but uh, there's always that. So how do you get rid of the butt out of your head? Deanne? 
Oh my gosh. You know what? This is exactly where coaching comes in because it takes space sustained repetition, which is what Mark teaches in order to change a habit. We can change a habit. We can grow a brand new neural pathway in our brain. And then our actions and our reactions will be that desired result. But that's where coaching comes in because a coach can hold you gently accountable. And that's whether or not you're on a, on a, in a group coaching program, but even if you want fast and focused results, you work with a coach one-on-one. And I'll tell you, it is just fascinating to see the difference because what gets measured gets done. You know, we're, we're, we're saying, oh, I, I, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, and I'll be happy just as soon as I get this. But hey, right here, right now, how about, how about, talk about throwing your life away. Let's, let's focus on appreciating what we have right now, recognizing where we want to be, what we need to let go of, what we need to learn and get some help to get there. Mark, it sounds to me like you guys are talking about that a word again, which is accountability. Um, and that's, that's what a coach does. You, you, they help you be accountable to yourself. Is that, is that, am I fair? Is that right? It's, it's one of hopefully a, a multitude of, uh, of contributions they make, but definitely accountability is one of the most important, just as any coach in any area. In fact, you know, athletic coaches, uh, uh, it could be, I think about the, the folks who get up and uh, go for a run every morning, the ones who they can't get up, they can't work out, it's too early, they're tired, and then there's somebody knocking on the door. And that can literally be their best friend, and that's going to be their accountability coach. And that person is there saying, get your ass up, I got ready, I'm standing here, and there's no way that I came all the way over here for nothing. And next thing you know, you're up uh, running and saying, thank you, thank you for that. So uh, certainly an effective coach is not someone who is going to uh, uh, beat you up over uh, whether you did did the assignments they've given you for the week or whatever it is. I call it gentle accountability. If, If the coach's ego is not engaged, they're not going to take it personally. They're simply going to be there saying, you know, it's more coaxing. It's uh, finding out what are your excuses. If some, if a client says that they didn't do the assignments, um, uh, I'm not offended in any way. I'm just going to ask them, okay, so tell me what got in the way. And what I'm looking for is, in other words, share your excuses with me. Now, I have a, uh, I wrote a T-shirt that's basically, I have no uses for excuses. It, it doesn't mean that you don't have an excuse. The question is, does that excuse serve you? If the excuse keeps you from doing the things that will get you the life you're looking for, then maybe uh, imagine looking at life and saying, yeah, I had all sorts of reasons and excuses for not doing the assignment last week, but I just found a way to do it anyhow. And that's a coach's job is to help you overcome the things that keep you from following through on your commitments. So they won't just use uh, intimidation or uh, judgment, they'll just ask, okay, so what got in the way? And let's see if we can solve that. Um, Deanne, if somebody would like to explore the opportunity of working with you, how do they go about doing that? They can just reach out to me um, via 
empoweredinsideout.com. That's an easy one to remember. That's one of my websites. dnlenson.com and empoweredinsideout.com go to the same website. Uh, or D, D-E-E at lensoninc.com. That's L-E-N-S-E-N, D-E-E at lensoninc.com is my email address. Very good. And you'll be able to get that information from positivetalkradio.net when this episode is up as a podcast as well. Mark, please, your information. Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, thelimitlesscoach.com. Makes it easy. They can just go there and there's a, they can click on the coaching tab and it will tell them how to reach me and uh, we'll find out if it's a good fit. And uh, that was one of the things we wanted to touch on is, uh, is not every coach is right for every individual. And so you should interview your coaches and find out if that's a good fit for you. Because you ultimately have the power to decide if somebody's right for you or not. Yes. Uh, it's a two-way street. I think most of the time if somebody's uh, communicating with me, they're, they're assuming either that they're being interviewed or that uh, I'm being interviewed. But I like to think, no, we should both be doing that. And, and looking for that fit, because if somebody, for instance, comes to me and just says, I hear that uh, you make people a lot of money and I'd like to coach with you so you can do that for me. I'll say, I'm, I'm probably not your guy because I'm a balanced coach too. And uh, yeah, I can show you how I, you know, a great coach will probably make you more money than they cost you. So their coaching fee may be inconsequential. Uh, I pretty much make my clients always more money than my coaching fees. So so they're not really having to pay for that. So it ends up mostly being, if you're looking just to make money, then you know what, uh, I'm going to coach you on 10 different areas of your life and your uh, financial security is only one of them. Now tell me you want to have a great and wonderful, fulfilling, meaningful life and you want to be happy and joyful and all the other things too. Okay, maybe I'm your guy. You know, it's interesting. That's the first time, first time that I've ever heard a coach come out honestly and say, if you work with me and we work together and we and we work to make your life better in all areas, of course financial is a part of that. Yeah? Sure. Sure. So, yeah. so career, uh, uh, your career satisfaction is one section, uh, financial security, but there's wellness, there's well-being, there's, uh, th there's relationships, there's your intimate relationship, uh, spirituality, there's so many areas of your life that are just as important. And I mean, think of it this way. You, you give me, and I've, I've broken it into 10 different categories. You give me somebody who scores a 10 out of 10 in half of those categories. They're a multi-billionaire. They love their job. They've got all these things going, but they score a zero in the other five. So five areas, they're getting a 10. Five areas, they have a zero. That'll be the most unhappy person you've ever met. It's balance. I'd rather have somebody with 10 fives than somebody with five tens and five zeros. I mean, those five zeros because their wife is cheating on them, their, their kids are addicted to drugs, um, you know, they have health issues. There's any number of these things. Even one scoring a zero in just one or two categories can drop, can, can, can offset all those other wonderful eights, nines, or tens. So the first thing I do is say, we're gonna take a balance test. It's a little thing I created. And we're going to get those zeros, ones, twos, and threes up, even if it means borrowing from the eights and nines and tens. By the way, you two, I have to tell you that sometimes there just ain't enough time in the day. 
because because we are nearing the end of our time together and this hour goes so fast when we are uh, engaged and having a great conversation with a couple of really talented people at what you do i wanted to touch to ask you a question real quick though uh which is i've come up with a little thing that i'm that has uh, involves some kind of coaching or whatever it's called authentic grit well uh, what do you do you like the title authentic grit I think it's evocative, and I love it. <laughs> yes, I love it. I, I, I've been hearing the word grit um, bandied about a little bit uh, for the last couple of years, and, and grit is, you know, grit is a powerful thing. I love the authentic grit. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the real hardcore tenacity, perseverance, and all that goes with it, and they did find that um, out of 10,000 people who are experts in all the different fields in life, the one thing they all had in common was uh, perseverance. And you could call that authentic grit, maybe the most important thing for success of all. I even made an acronym. You ready? Yes. Uh, gratitude, resilience. Um, um, I have indomitable spirit, but it also could be um, uh, intention and tough. Um, so if you live your life intentionally with toughness and being resilient, understanding when things don't go well, or there's a reason for it and you can fix it and always have gratitude, have gratitude that you're alive, have gratitude that you've got a chance to change other people's lives as well. And you can do that on a daily basis. And I implore anybody who's listening to this broadcast, say hello to your neighbor, say hello to the grocery store clerk when you go there today and do it with a smile and you could change somebody's whole day. Isn't that cool? I love it. I love it. So I'm going to give, I've got uh, four minutes left. So I got two minutes and two minutes. Mark, you got two minutes. Go. <laughs> say, anything uh, you, say anything that you'd like our audience to know. All right. Well, of course, the, uh, my, uh, my commercial side will give the, repeat the, uh, my website is thelimitlesscoach.com. And, uh, and I'll tell you why I call it the limitless coach, why limitless is a real big word for me. I use I, I teach limitless aging. Uh, in fact, I just did a podcast called How to Age Magnificently and uh, Limitless Love. And there's all sorts of aspects. But the bottom line is the thought that human beings are limitless. And why I say that is because um, I, I love the cliche, uh, anything we can conceive and believe we can achieve. And even though it is a cliche, that certainly doesn't mean that it isn't true. In fact, most cliches live your life by just the cliches that you run across. You'll probably have a great life. They become cliches for a reason because they were so true that they were passed on generation after generation for up to thousands of years. And so if you think that anything man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. So the next question is, what are we capable of conceiving? What is the human mind capable of conceiving? Anything at all? It's limitless. That's the bottom line. There's nothing we can't think of. And now look at the crazy things that we believe in. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there with a lot of followers. We can believe in anything. All you need to do is look for proof of it. And Goethe wrote, uh, we see what we're looking for. So once you thought of something, then start looking for proof of it. You'll probably find it up until the point that you have developed a belief system. And the rest of it takes care of itself. Anything you can conceive and believe, you can achieve, which makes us pretty limitless human beings. Indeed. Leanne, or D, <laughs> you, we've got, we've got, <laughs> <a minute. laughs> 
that's okay. Just just don't call me Leanne Denson and I'll be okay. <laughs> Dan, how does somebody get a hold of you real quick? Uh, empoweredinsideout.com. I'm all about addressing from the inside out. You know, our beliefs manifest our thoughts and our actions. And, and we love feeling good about ourselves from the inside out. I can show you how to do that. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you Wednesday at four and be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Kevin.